Welcome to the Love Girl Talk podcast. We're here to confront our deepest doubts, celebrate our dignity, and offer softly to land. We invite you to cozy on up with your favorite cup of coffee and share in our sisterhood of self-worth. And as we chat, remember, you are enough. You are worthy. You are loved. host Julie Larkin and with me today is my co-host Shannon White, the beautiful Shannon. How are you today my friend? I'm good. I'm excited to see you. I'm excited to be back. I feel like it's been a while. So all good. What about you? What are you up to? Good. I'm so excited for our episode today, mostly because we have one of my nearest and dearest best friends on, Mary Riley. Hello. And hello, Mary. Hello. Hello. I'm so excited. <laughs> And before we dive deep into our beautiful episode, I want to give a quick, exciting announcement because this is what we're getting revved up about at Girl Talk. We're planning our gala. This is our second annual gala coming up this September 10th. And our theme is to fill your cup because we know that you cannot pour from an empty cup, which we've all learned so much this year, especially through COVID and this pandemic of loneliness that we're pouring and pouring and pouring, but we cannot pour from an empty cup. So. This year at our gala in September, we are focused on filling your cup and getting excited. So we just want to put that date out for all of you. We'd love to have you to join us at our gala, whether that's attending in person or sponsors or donations. Um, that's what allows things like this wonderful podcast to take place. So check out the show notes for more info and let's dive in to our episode today. Um, we're going to chat with Mary about a very big theme in her life. So Mary, we're so excited to have you on the show today. Shannon, can you give a little intro of our girl, Mary? Yeah. So Mary is a good friend. Both Julie and I have many years in our uh, friendship already, but specifically back to Mary. Mary's a high school religion teacher at St. Francis in Mountain View, California. Wow. That just sounds so gorgeous. Um, She is originally from Springfield, Pennsylvania, hashtag DECO, and attended the Catholic University of America for undergrad. After growing up on the East Coast, she traveled to the West Coast for JVC um, and then got her Master of Divinity from the Jesuit School of Theology in Berkeley. Now she has her dream job, and although she misses her family in Delco, she's really happy to be living on the West Coast, and we are really happy to have you here today. So really excited to chat with you, Mary. Welcome. So good. I'm so excited. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Thanks for it. And I, so now I just want to, JVC is a Jesuit volunteer corps. And I didn't put that in my, but I just put JVC. You were fine. <laughs> it is funny, like what we think we know compared to others. We're like, oh, I should probably fix that abbreviation. Uh-huh. Love it. So Mary, just diving right into our topic. I mean, we have been friends for years and years. <laughs> Forever. Met freshman year of college and then lived together our sophomore year and beyond. And um, we've just, of course, developed such a beautiful friendship that has really just sustained me for years, even from coast to coast. 
And through the ups and downs, through the boys, through the sharing late night talks, through just everything on our hearts, we've really had some beautiful memories. And a big uh, theme of our friendship, I remember you bringing this up, what, years ago in college, um, this big mantra of let go and let God. And I just loved that when we were chatting a while ago, I think when the Girl Talk podcast even just started, you were like, I know what I'm going to talk about when I come on this <laughs> podcast. We knew exactly right away what your theme was going to be. So Mary, after all these years of friendship and just your beautiful life, the journey that you've been on, I, I would love if you could share with our audience, you know, what has been on your heart lately? lately? Why is that theme of let go and let God so pertinent to you? And what are kind of the events of your life that have have led you uh, to resonate with this mantra of let go and let God? Yeah. Um, What a beautiful introduction, Julie. (laughs) I love it. So I will say that like starting off, I heard this mantra, this slogan through and pulled in my 12-step L&M book right now, but... um, I heard it first in Al-Anon, which is family and friends of alcoholics. Um, So I have a few people in my life who have been in the rooms of AA. And really, you know, I heard my grandmother say it a lot as I was growing up. And then my mom say it, and I, I didn't really understand it. But I I think, and so I just started saying it, you know. But simply put, you know, just before I get into my story of how it came to light, for me, just simply put, you know, it's sort of like you're, when you hold on so tightly to the way that life is supposed to go, there's not much room for growth, we usually end up getting hurt. Like, if you think about, like, clenching your hands, you know, you're mm. not letting go. You're not yeah. making it hurts, right? Yep. I mean, it can, and you're not leaving a lot of room for God. So I I will say, too, <laughs> side note, I was a theology uh, major in Grad school, like I went to grad school for theology. Um, we call her a right. master of divinity. Master of divinity. It's <laughs> right. Amen. At the Jesuit School of Theology. Love it. I think we had talked about that before. I don't yeah. know exactly. <laughs> anyway, I learned a lot about this concept. Like I wrote a lot about this concept of letting go. And how that kind of creates space when we're mm. able to let go to bring us into new life. But, you know, I think it's really different when you write or read about it. And then you have to experience that mm. in your life. Yep. So you asked about the events. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would say... You know, it definitely started out just as something we talk about. But, you know, over this last year, I started. So back up a minute. I actually, I have a a neurological disability, which is, it's called SEA, spinal cerebellar ataxia. 
and there was always a chance in my life that I would like I would get this disability, right? Um, it runs in my family. Um, my dad has a few, or one of my siblings has it. A few of my aunts have it, so it's genetic. Which really plays into my story because when I moved to the West Coast, I started experiencing more symptoms of this disability and I really struggled with it. I mean, we can all speak to that, right? Like having a vision for my my life, you know, like I was a runner and all this had been, not like all of a sudden, but over time, you know, I kind of lost the ability to run. And now I'm like, I transitioned recently from like a walking stick to a walker. But the first experience I had of using a walker was actually in the hospital, Hmm. which was, yeah, just a part of my story. Like, it's funny, Julia texted me, you know, and you were like, do you want to talk about this? Like, we don't even have to, you know? And I was like, absolutely. Like, Brene Brown, who I know you both love, says, I know you can't talk about something until you process it yourself. Mm -hmm. And I would say a few months ago, even like a half a year ago, I wasn't ready to share that, you know? So, but now I'm definitely in a better place. And it's, you know, I texted Julie this morning about, like, I was like, it's just a part of my story now. It's sort of, it's a part of this slogan, right? I can't mm. really, um, so, yeah, I, what ended up happening was basically COVID, right? Um, <laughs> So I, I'm, a, I'm a teacher in California, and but when COVID happened in March of 2020, I went home to Philadelphia, and my, um, you know, I all my self harm thoughts, or uh, sorry, all of my. I was even though I don't use this word now, I was feeling trapped Hmm. like I was like my car was here my life was in California but I was in Philadelphia and COVID happened and I wasn't like seeing my kids and from in my class and you know and I would go on walks with my mom and just kind of say in my head like oh, I'm going on these walks. I used to run these streets, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I couldn't, I got myself into, like, holes that I couldn't get out of. And usually I'm pretty good about, like, getting out of mm-hmm. spaces, you know, that are hard. Like, I'm a pretty optimistic person, but I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't do it, you know. And mm-hmm. I started to feel a lot of hopelessness. And, yeah, I felt hopeless, and then all of a sudden, and I wasn't really talking to anyone outside my my mom, 
you know, which I, I think is really important. But I started, yeah, like I said, feeling trapped. And then, and then just started having self-harm thoughts and just the thought of wanting to, like, cut or something because maybe that would take away, like, even though I know that's bad, I would never do that. Like, it seemed appealing to me um, because I was in what I found out later. I was in so much pain just in my mind and in my heart over, like, my life, you know, what was my life going to look like if I can even, like, if I'm going to have a walker, you know, or... Mm. And I was, like, thinking of harder things, like, what Mm. if I lose my ability to walk and need a wheelchair, you know, which, um, so I figured, like, my, my therapist always says, like, you know, when your brain is in such a bad spot, your mind kind of exits through the back door, Mm. and... That made me realize, like, you know, my brain is just looking for a way out, you know. Especially when you feel trapped, right? Your your brain is definitely wanting a way out. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I just um, think also about, like, I remember in those moments, like, having self-harm thoughts or thoughts about this and um you know I would think about my students in particular who of course like sorry I'm an emotional person (laughs) um who I wasn't seeing at the time um and my mind you know went right to them um and I always thought like if they ever, if they ever think this way or feel like their life isn't worth living or like we're having self-harm thoughts, I would want them to immediately, you know, get help. Yeah, absolutely. And so I, I guess, and so it was funny, like, as, as I, I don't have this right now, but as, you know, I was talking about my or I was you know experiencing these self-harm thoughts where we in this sophomore level we were reading a book called The Seven Habits of Highly Effective Teens which I know a lot of people know the other version as well for adults but you know the last habit is about mental health and Mm -hmm. it shared about a girl thinking about suicide and hurting herself you know and and she sought help um and I I it was funny because you know I'm teaching this to my kids <laughs> you know having memory it, but it's like a life altering experience for me yes reading that and and I know I've told Shannon this, but I also was listening to the Girl Talk podcast, and she shared about her experience, and 
Yeah, and I just, I felt like I needed to seek help. And so, yeah, so I'll, sorry, this is a lot of things, but um, <laughs> my my students, even though they weren't, like, physically there with me, they gave me the courage to speak up and and say, like, you know, go to my mom and say, like, you know, I I need help. Like, something's yeah. going on. Yeah. And I can't stop thinking about, like, hurting myself. Like, you know, my mom, shout out to her. She was so good. <laughs> She's a nurse and, you know, um, she knows the PA, like, the Delaware County system. And she knew which hospital to take me to. And she was just, like, very calm. You know, I later found out uh, that she took a few moments to herself, you know. <laughs> um, but, As like, a good mother would. Right, right. <laughs> but with me, you know, she was very good. And honestly, like, I felt... Like, even though that was a scary moment, I felt, like, weirdly relieved. Yeah. Like, God was going to hold me through this, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it even sounds like when you're talking, like, when you say let go, let God, I immediately just think the word surrender, right? Right. Mm. And then it sounds, well, even personally experiencing, like, I feel like mental health in all of the struggles that come with it. It's one of the most difficult things to surrender to. Right. You know, it's just, it's so hard to ask for help. It's so hard to even just say that it's a thing. And it sounds like that was almost happening, yet God didn't give up on you. Like he was giving you, he was reminding you of your students. He's reminding you you have somebody you can confide in. He's right. reminding you you have even just silly little things like the Love Girl Talk podcast to listen to to help you out through it. And, you know, eventually surrendering letting go, letting God is what got you where you were, you know? Yeah. And I love that word, right? Because honestly, like, like hospitalization is not always the best experience for people, but for me, and I'm very thankful I had like good health care and they had a bed open at Rinmar and which is, they don't a lot. So I'm glad it worked out, but you know, I really trusted. It was like the first time in my life where I really started, like I just started to let go. And mm-hmm. also bring you, I, I will never forget this. When I was in the hospital and I was talking to my psychiatrist who I loved, she, I was like, crying. I was all upset. I was like, why am I here? Like, I don't know what's going on. And it was my first, and like my walker was in my room and she just stopped me and pointed at it. And was like, Mary, that's really heavy. Like, that's really hard. You know, like, don't dismiss that, which I had been doing. Yeah. I hadn't let, allowed myself to really feel it. And I think, you know, back to Shannon, back to your point of surrender, like, I think God, like, really 
is continually calling me to surrender this, you know, and not hold on to it because I've heard this, like, different people say this over time, but, like, like, that beautiful thing of, I mean, it's in scripture, too, but, like, God makes all things new, you Mm. know? Like, things that are really hard, like, can become new. We see that time and time again. Um, Even with with Jesus himself, I'm such a theological to work. (laughs) But, like, you know, like, the suffering, I, I really... Uh, suffering that Christ goes through all the way to the cross. Like, it's, yeah. I'm thinking of the Old Testament too, you know. Um, but I, it, and it was funny, and I'll just say this and then we can move on. Sorry. <laughs> but, but um, you know, and I know I've talked about this to Julie before, but. I think, like, a huge thing for me is I read this paper in grad school, and it kind of, like, shifted my whole way of thinking about the triduum and and everything. But it's by Shelley Rainbow, this book. It's called The Middle. It's, well, it's called Spirit and Trauma. But the section I read, because I, I know that I haven't read the whole book, <laughs> but I read this section called The Middle Spirit, and it's about, like, how as, you know, as Christians, as people, like, who celebrate Easter, we move right from, in society, in general, we move right from, uh, Good Friday to Easter Sunday and kind of, like, skip the really hard parts. Like, we're like, come on, we just, like, want to get to the good stuff, you know. But it's in it's in that Holy Saturday. It's in that time where, actually, when when you look at Scripture and you, you – that's where Mary Magdalene, who I love, you know – wept like she cried at the tomb like her best friend Jesus her savior her messiah right was brutally murdered and was dead um so but it's it's in that moment that Jesus met her too so the middle spirit that Spirit of God met her and kind of was able to, like, pull her to go be the, like, apostles to the apostles, like a disciple to the disciples, you know. Mary, that is so powerful to me, and I remember you telling me that last year when you were discovering this book and talking about the, the middle spirit and the whole idea of Good Friday to Holy Saturday, and I was very struck by it, and I still am today, and talk about that surrender. You know, I, you were completely surrendering in that moment that you were in the hospital. And I remember getting that call and that was, that was so scary for me. I mean, I, I didn't know, I didn't know where you were, where you were calling from. And I called the number, I, I called the number that I was sent and, um, you know, because you had reached out for me to to call, but I didn't know. Right. And yeah. I remember calling, and on the other <laughs> end, it was like, 
Bryn Mawr Hospital. And I'm like, oh my gosh, Mary, what's going on? And it was such a, such a scary moment for me and, and wondering how you were. And I remember just being struck by that. And, and me, you know, I'm like, I'm walking around the backyard of my house and I'm crying, right? And I'm experiencing this for the first time, you and my dear friend, like, wave it. <laughs> I remember, like, when you called specifically because um, our telephones were in the main area, you know, yeah. so everyone, like, hears you. Oh, and God. I am a crier, you know, that's like me. But when you called it, I was, like, wailing, you know? Like, we were, like, crying. And everyone was like, are you right? What is that other person saying to you? Oh, my gosh. Yes. Well, and even in that moment, that's so funny because I felt like that was your Holy Saturday, right? Like, you were even just that first step of you – going to the hospital, how bravely you thought, okay, if this were any of my students, I would want them to seek help because I love them that much, right? And then you take that upon yourself to do the brave step and talk to your mom and 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 allow her even to lead you into the hospital, right? For you to, to be there, even though you were wrestling with it, you were like, why am I here? I don't want to be here, you know? You just just showing up, right? Showing up, wrestling through that experience, was very a very powerful witness for me as your friend just to be like wow Mary just she's she's showing up she's letting go she's letting God she doesn't want to be there but here she is showing up and that was just really beautiful for me I mean and I was in the hospital for 10 days and I will say I actually feel like my holy Saturday lasted a lot mm-hmm. longer than that like until wow. recently wow. like I mean, there was glimpses of hope, of love. Like my St. Francis, the school I work at is so loving, so good. Just I, I couldn't be in a better place. Mm. But you know, uh, yeah, it just uh, the doctors in the hospital were like, just so you're aware, like, you're not going to be cured, you know, overnight, Mm. you know, it's not going to go away. And I, for anyone listening, right, like, it just, I, I just want to tell you to, like, keep trusting the process, you know, like, don't give up, like, don't, don't let the freaking devil win. Sorry, <laughs> but like, I'm just like, no, no. Like, it is about surrender, right? Even on the hard days. Yeah. Well, Mary, in that in that process, trusting the process, I love that you're bringing up that phrase. Another one of our classic go to is that you have inspired in my life to constantly trust the process. Can you tell us a little more about that process? You talked about, okay, your Holy Saturday lasted lasted for a lot longer. You know, you were at that point of thoughts of self-harm, and I've heard you talk so much about self-love, right? What was what was that journey like and how did you get there and and maybe how do you how do you come back to it because I can imagine yeah. it's not a one and done situation, right? Yeah, um journey, yeah, how I think it's like honestly, I 
So I started like regular therapy when I got out, um, when I got out, when I got like back into the real world out of the hospital, which was fabulous. Like the people were great. It was, it was a really good experience for me, but, um, yeah, I, I think it's just like slowly kind of practicing like self-affirmations I have like prayer I did something called the 19 meditation the spiritual exercises where for eight months I was praying every day starting in August and um met with the spiritual director and really I think the key is are like kind of having that routine of it was just good for me to kind of meet God, like, like in the mornings, right? Yeah. Or in the yeah. evenings, you know, just for half hour. And was that all butterflies and roses, Mary? I mean, was that like no. lovely conversations <laughs> with God where you're like no. real happy all the time? Definitely not. I mean, I will say that I was. I have been this year, unlike other people, more in a state of consolation, which is just feeling like good in my space, where I've been in, I'm using Ignatian terms here, but like, right. Educate I have what been in a state of desolation, you know, mm. which is more like unsettled, not having peace, you know, um, but yeah, I... I think with therapy, like finding a therapist, I really mm. like to just come as I am. Like mm. we meet like two times. Well, sorry, my therapist now we meet once a week. But mm. when I first started, I was doing like two times a week, and I was really God bless Marcia. Back then, you know. God bless Marcia. That's the name of this episode. Yeah. God bless Marcia. Yeah. And then my when I moved to California, I started with a new therapist, Amita. And um I God bless her too. She's really like she just they both have been so good to me. But um Amita, over this last year, we really worked on, like, self-affirmations, and, and also, like, yeah, she is, she is another, she comes from a different religious background, but we both, like, under, like, she really affirms and understands, like, my relationship with God, and how that's That's really important, and so, for me, it was, it was really important to, go to therapy and also yeah just have like a regular prayer practice like and a spiritual director like just to kind of help you navigate that spiritual side of yourself um and I I think God needs you right like in that hard place like in those moments I'll I have to be honest like I still have moments throughout every day, you know, throughout every, where I have to still come back, like, I mean, it's much less now, but I still have to battle, like, I was like, oh, yeah, my, I was there, now I'm here, you know, and shout out to 
Morgan, our girl Morgan Harper Nichols. <laughs> I just love her. And On Insta, the best. Mary and I go yeah. back and forth with her stories all day, every day. <laughs> I, all the time. And I just really love the way she express, she talks about light and mm. the process, you know, and um, it's just not even, even as I'm, you know, starting to date and, you know, it's about being comfortable with yourself yeah, and like being like, yeah, like I use a walker, like, yeah. Yeah. if you love me, like, <laughs> That's me, me. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I love that. Well, just listening to you two talk, I feel like, um, I, I feel it's just so, so interesting hearing how every story does have two sides and that, you know, Mary, you have your side of letting go, like God being in this mental health crisis, living with a disability and navigating what that means for you. But then there's also people like Julie and like your mom or even me, I'm like a bystander to it all, like out the outskirts, you know, us processing what that means for you too. I just think that's like, it's just so interesting. So I I just thank you both for sharing like both your perspectives. Um, And when I think back on what like let go and let God means in this wonderful, messy life, I feel like just having the the sentence let go, let God in itself is a sense of comfort, mm-hmm. you know, just to be like, you know, me as a friend of Mary right now, I I don't know what else to do but to let go, let God. Or I'm sure even Mary, that might have been what was on your mind then too. Like, I don't know what else to do but let go, let God. Yeah. And I feel like sometimes like just that sentence is so comforting but it's, it's so nice too, just hearing your like practical, tangible tips of being like, letting go, let God also means accepting help. And it means accepting who I am, where I'm at. And it means, you know, like you suggested having that little prayer practice. So there's a way to, you know, let God into my life. I just, I just think it's so nice hearing the two of you with your two sides of the story and also bringing it back to earth and being like, there's ways we can actually seek this, you know, like there's ways we can actually let God in. And I, I just love those tangible little tips too. Yeah. And I, I just like thinking of that too. There was one thing I forgot to like when we're thinking of tangible tips, like when you're feel, I mean, when you're having a hard day and you need to like feel your feels, I know it's really easy to to not talk to people, but, like, don't let fear lie. Fear freaking lies, you know? Um, fear I, lies. I Love have it. this sticker on my computer that says, everything you've ever wanted is on the other side of fear. Mm. And I, I just think that's so beautiful. And, like, yeah, practical tip, like, reach it out. Like, people, you, you don't, re- like, I didn't realize that I, I thought I was the only person experiencing self-harm thoughts. Hmm. You know, like, I thought I was the only person in the world that was depressed or, you know, and I, I think everybody's process is different. But, like, I know I can call my friends like Angel, Shannon, Julie, you know, and like to talk through things. 
and or you know and I I just think that we need to in order to practice self-love you need to like lack of fear because like did you ever have fear if you were to say something or you were to speak out that in a way you would be punished like for not being your whole self or for not being 100% Mary or for not being 100% healthy mentally or physically. Like, I feel like that's a huge thing for people, right? Like they're scared to say something because they're scared that they're going to be punished or they think hospitalization means four point restraints and I'm going to hold you down where in fact it could actually lead you to resources, you know? Right. Right. And that's Did that ever the- come across? That's a point, right? Like, but yes, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, me and Shannon were chatting before, like, I started having self-harm thoughts and I started doing better help uh, online. And of course, I didn't tell Marsha anything. And because I was definitely afraid of going into the hospital, mm. being hospitalized. Everything happened the way it was supposed to, but, um, you know, but of course I ended up in the hospital anyway. So, <laughs> I was like, what the heck? You're canceling because you're in the hospital. But no, she was really good. I, I learned through my experience that like self-harm thoughts are kind of normal, you know, but it's important to talk to people. You don't have to go to the hospital, you know. I have another good good friend who I talked about this a lot with, and he has experienced self harm thoughts and before, and um, he never went to the hospital, but he did seek help, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, yeah, I, I just think everybody's process looks different yeah sure yeah but definitely shannon to answer your question i was like very much so like i need to be my happy go lucky fine self all the time especially for my friends i think that was why it was so emotional and you called you all yeah be or we talked because i I started to experience, like, my disability when I moved to California, so it was harder for my friends at CUA, you know, on the East Coast to really understand. Yeah. And... They have never seen you like that. It was always just a a what if, or this could be part of your life one day, but... Yeah, we we weren't with you day in and day out to know what that was like, so it was very jarring... you know? Yeah. And even like my, fr- no, sorry. I'm like, even my friends here, like they knew, like I'm thinking my friend Catherine, like she knew, but she didn't know to the extent. Yeah. 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 You know, like she's, she was with me all through grad school, you know? Right. And, right. Uh, yeah. Well, but- when you're bringing up all these, uh, like your friend Catherine or even like Julie's phone calls to you mm-hmm. and, um, you know, so many people are involved in your I story know. and I love really you and supporting you through 
a disability, supporting you through a mental health crisis, supporting you through life. And I was just wondering, I feel like a lot of people are scared to ask this question, so I'm going to ask it. As um, a friend of Mary, who is a person with a disability, how should friends help friends of the person with a disability? Like what kind of resources should we offer to somebody who just needs us as a friend while you're going through this? I think the most important thing is to listen, mm-hmm. um, just in general, but like also been very inspired by this one girl's blog who also has SEA, but very much so like 1A, I mean, sister, or this sister I used to live with, Sister Kathleen, uh, Laverty, she would always, like, she's a bit older, and she would say, like, you know, one of her sisters had MS, I think, or something, and um, she she was a nurse, and she would always tell them, like, she would always tell her community, like, let her do things. Like, yeah, sure, if she's coming down the step with, like, plates, and she looks like she's <laughs> like sure but I really value my independence and saying when I need help when I don't and I've learned how to do that and I think um shout out to uh there's this documentary called Crip Camp which I think everybody should watch it's just very eye-opening to how the disability movement started but also very empowering. Like I found it very empowering in my own story. Just like there's people with disabilities all over the world. You know, in every family, whether it's intellectual or physical, somebody has something and it's just like a normal way of life. Yeah, I I mean, in bringing back to Al-Anon, there's the three A's, awareness. Um, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm forgetting this. <laughs> awareness is the first step. The last one, I can't remember the middle one. The last one is acceptance. Awareness, okay. action, acceptance. I think that's the three A's. And, you know, I feel like in my own story, I've, with my disability, have gone through those steps. You know, awareness, action. Now, awareness of just, like, I, I I would say, too, and this is a shout to my own family, I think whether or not you have a disability, you should educate yourself mm-hmm. on what is going on in your family, like the needs of your family. So, but, yeah, my, yeah. That's something that I've been super impressed by, Mary. You know, we we gave a little shout out to your mom. I'm going to echo that to Mrs. Riley for just being an all around amazing mom through your experience and just everything she's taught you. And I've learned from her and so many people, you know, your whole family, I think they really emphasize that acceptance so beautifully, which then allows us to educate ourselves, you know, and I'm just, um, 
again, reflecting on what you were talking about, the different friends and stages of where you've been, right? <laughs> Since the very beginning of, you know, through friends and your mom and Marsha and Anita and, and even Morgan Harper Nichols and Angel and Shannon and everybody and how we have been able to to be at certain stages of this journey with you and how, you know, back to letting go and letting God, like you're letting God lead you through these different parts of your journey. And I was really struck by the story that you told me from a a few weeks back when your mom was out visiting. And I'd love for you to share this with everyone if you're willing to, when you went to the zoo, because um, I think that's another really powerful moment of just you know, the acceptance of who you are and and the incorporation of friends along your journey. So if you're willing to share that, I think that'd be a really yeah, powerful for story. Sure. I mean, I'll um, give clip note, clip notes of this, but so basically we went to the San Diego Zoo, right? And it was super big you've ever been there um but and I was like really happy because we got to cut the line because I had a walker (laughs) so it was me my mom and my best friend one of like my best friend Shannon her sister Kelly Kelly Lamarow so we the three of us you know went into the zoo but we got access through the ADA line which was was great so, anywho, uh, yeah, uh, we started, and I was like, I'm going to have my walker. It's going to be fine. But it was a kind of hotter day, and I was just like, you know what? I, I, I saw people with wheelchairs, and I was like, I just um, am interested in that. That actually might be a good thing. So I ended up um, saying, like, look at my mom being like, you know, and Kelly. And I was like, no, I think I want to get a wheelchair. And, like, you had to, like, buy it, which was, or not buy it, but rent it, which is frustrating. But honestly, it made her days so much better. Just, I mean, I felt bad. Like, going down hills was really fun, but um, <laughs> going up hills, <laughs> um, luckily Kelly's strong, so she was, like, pushing <laughs> up the hill. Um, but, yeah, but I later, you know, was talking to my spiritual director, all these great people. I really am so blessed, but uh, she, you know, Gloria, I was talking to her, and she had reminded me, like, I'm, because before, old Mary would be like, or not old Mary, but just like before the pandemic, Mary would be like, you're a burden, don't get that wheelchair, Mm. like, you don't want them to have to push you all over the zoo. And she was like, you're not a burden, you're a blessing, you know, Mm -hmm. and we really had a beautiful day, you know, we, we, uh, I was like kidding around, like we go around the zoo and uh, on hills, like going down, like Kelly and my mom would like pretend to let me go and I'd be like, woo, let go, let go. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
bring and, it all full circle. Yeah. I love that. That's a moment of power too. That's a moment yeah. of like just taking over and saying like, hear me roar. This is where I'm at. This is what I need and I'm going to do it. <laughs> yes. It was so good. It was so good. So I uh, love it that, Mary. A, a good memory. I mean, that whole trip was good. I want a picture of Kelly pushing you and you just having your hands up in the air like, woo! I know, right? <laughs> so I love that. Thank you so much for sharing this story and, and all of these people. All the stories. They're great. Thank you. What a courage to share. Seriously. And this is, by the way, just like a fraction. I mean, Mary, you know, I mean, we could talk for hours and hours and maybe we'll continue the story more, but just all the life lessons that you've, you've learned and experienced and have had the courage to share with us. And I know Shannon and I are both super grateful for that. And before we go, do you have any, any last tips? You've already shared so many beautiful tips with us, just in terms of us all those of us listening, just in the everyday, letting go and letting God and just kind of accepting ourselves through that. Yeah. I mean, I have so many tips I could tell <laughs> ever. But I'm still learning too. I think that's a part of it. I think one is, yeah, just don't put God in a box. Like don't like when you're praying or you're thinking, don't think that like God can handle it, hmm. you know, or like, uh, like, um, you're like, oh, I, I don't want to share this thought, but God already knows, you know, hmm, yeah. um, your higher power, right? So, hmm. I, I mean, that's just been helpful to me when I've felt alone or like day to day, right? Um, in that sort of one day at a time, right? Remembering that God or your higher power is with you, right? And you're perfect and beautiful, right? Like we always yeah. like to say, like, full stop. Like, you know, like, <laughs> like you are enough. And I, I think, um, you know, uh, when you think about like day-to-day things, like God makes you who you are and that's perfect and I would just say um I'm rambling on here but I would I would just say that like when there's something right um I think of an alcoholic family member or my disability like when there's something you feel like you're clenching your fists around hmm. like trying to fix think about ways slight ways even gratitude right like mm -hmm. small ways that you can just think start with three things that you're grateful for mm -hmm. that can kind of get your mind off of what is the tragedy in your life mm -hmm. or like the thing that you just can't handle yeah maybe and just say like god i give it to you or like yeah. higher power i give it to you yeah. And yeah, I always do that with my classes, like finished with gratitude. Like, you know, I heard this quote recently. It's like, what you're grateful for, you sanctify. And I love that because it gives meaning, right, to your life mm -hmm. and the thing. But I think we can get trapped in like the hardness of life. And it's yeah. like, for sure. Yeah. Full Just, stop. Your life. Stop. Your life. 
Amen. Oh, that's so good, Mary. Thank you. I love that. Um, before we sign off, this could possibly be the most striking, most difficult question of the day. How are you filling your cup this week? We ask every guest, what are you doing for you? Give us some inspiration. Let us know what you're doing. Yeah. Doing a lot of yoga. I love yoga. Okay. Um, <laughs> so I'm, I'm actually going to, I found a studio that I really love and have, they shout out to my yoga belly family. I love them. Um, <laughs> You can but, find Mary on yeah. Zoom on Sundays at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Yes. There you go. Mary, yeah. Be our yoga instructor. I'm a, well, I'm in the middle of my teacher training, but in general, like, the love that I've, like, I love my school, you know, my school community here in Mountain View, they're great. Also, like, in my free time, I've gone to Yoga Belly, and they've just really also empowered me and, like, to love myself and Aaron and Will are the owners and they're just like so empowering like doing yoga with my walker now and that's fine and great and yeah exactly as you are (laughs) right right and I would just encourage people I, I I I think for myself you know, like a friend came over last night and we had wine and talked and we haven't like caught up. And so, um, you know, I'm living that teacher life, summer <laughs> life, finally. <laughs> um, best life. But uh, yeah, I, I would say yoga and just like filling my cup up with good people. Love it, Mary. This is, this is so beautiful. And again, just as your friend, I'm so grateful uh, for you for coming on and sharing this with us. And just, again, keeping in mind your students and any person listening to this, you've, you really have been such a courageous example of just riding that wave, going through this journey, trusting the process, letting go and letting God, even when it's really hard. I mean, you've, you've had some really tough experiences along your journey and you have, you've not shied away, right? That advice you gave us to just show up and, and keep trying, keep trusting the process, unclench those fists. Like that's really powerful. And I'm, I'm very grateful uh, to you for sharing these insights with us from your story, girl. This is, I'm really grateful to be on here and sharing this <laughs> with the both of you and yeah, just getting this time and yeah, just reminding people, whether it's students in high school or college you're not alone right um just or or older right like older women young adults like professionals this goes for men too but like you're not alone you know um i uh, reached out to a colleague earlier this year and i talked to my roommate who's awesome like all the time and I know it's scary but like being as open as possible well you'll get there you know just trust the process thank you Mary this has been so wonderful and as a as a reminder of as we close out today um for all of us listening that like Mary said let's let's trust the process let go and let God we are not alone. Um, the reality is that you are enough, you are worthy, you are loved. 
Love Girl Talk.